T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hour number two here on Cody and Gold. One hour from now, we head out to Arrowhead. Get to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. I'm sure we'll get a little bit of an update now. It's been two days. Not normally the one game. It's two days after the game. Maybe a little update on just what they're just getting in. Well, I would hope. Haven't talked to Pat yet. I mean, usually that's what I think we would hear, but it's been two days. So maybe there's a chance. I mean, again, the report from Jake Laser last night was that uh, he's hearing that his ankle, Mahomes' ankle looked better than they thought it would when he went in on Sunday. So we'll see. We're going to hear from Andy coming up at at, uh, at noon right here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks again, by the way, to everybody that came out last Friday. We had a blast on Red Friday out at Rally House. Uh, MJ Melinda's Michael Massey co-hosting the, the 1 o'clock hour. It was great to, to meet some of you guys, and thanks for coming out. That was a lot of fun. We don't do a ton of shows out, of, out in the public, if you will. So uh, it was a lot of fun to be out there, and obviously the game, of course, went the way we all were hoping it was going to go, too. Well, I mean, absent the... The injury part, yes. But yeah, you know what but I But it was, no, it yeah. was, um, I feel like one of the things, that even off the year after the show had ended, MJ and Michael Massey were having, cover- and maybe you had a conversation with them because you guys were all at the game together on Sunday, or on Saturday. The the part that, you know, it's like, you kind of like to see what Kansas City's capable of when your team's really good. And I know the Royals, this young player, this group is not really responsible for the losing that occurred yeah, before. Of course. They've yeah. barely been with the team. Michael Mass with the team two months last year. Right. MJ Melendez, right? Just to eat right. These guys have barely been with the team. It's not on them to have made this team um, all fixed based on previous losses from other players. But it's like, you can get a taste of how, how big Kansas City can support. Because, like, I don't remember, I was talking a little bit with um, Massey about it. Because they were talking in the in the show, they were talking about like seeing all the photos from like the wild card game in the World Series. And I I've been to like you and I went to the Super Bowl in Miami. I've been to a lot of different sporting events, big games, loud environments in several different sports. I've never been in a louder stadium or arena than Kaufman at the wild card game, ever. and that includes World Series games. I don't remember a stadium or arena ever being louder than in that moment. And so I hope for their sake the Royals start winning some baseball games this year. So. With what happened this past weekend uh, and yesterday in particular with Buffalo, I think if we're we're taking a look at now that it's the Chiefs and Cincy, of course, for the AFC title game, if you're the Buffalo Bills, this was the all-in, 
season, get it done. If you don't get it done this year, then you got to reset a few things. Like, obviously, you got your quarterback. Josh Allen is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But, like, you got, I guess, like Jordan Poyer and others that might not be with the team next year. Uh, you've got some contracts that are coming up, some decisions to be made with guys like Devin Singletary and others. You were all in. Von Miller is still going to be on your team next year, but he's coming off an injury. He's a year older next season. Your organization has never, in that entire city, I should say, has never had a championship. The city of Buffalo has never had a championship. And we said there was a lot of pressure in the postseason on Buffalo. We said this season it was all about Buffalo. The first game of the year, Cody, they went to L.A. and destroyed the Rams. Little, little did we know the Rams just weren't going to be a good football team this year. But Buffalo destroyed the Rams. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, and then they came to Arrowhead. And they beat, beat Kansas City. Too. Beat them pretty good. Continue to raise expectations. Expectations. Uh, the NFL tried to help them out a little bit by giving them a neutral site game opportunity if they would have beat Cincinnati. All of that was laying out for you. The, the, the nation was rooting for Buffalo, for that matter, even, because of the, the story, of course, DeMar Hamlin. And they're in the exact same spot, Cody. No matter how they approach the season, no matter what went on, you won in the regular season against the Chiefs. Congratulations. Throw the party. It's gotten, and you lost in the divisional round, though, and you're sitting at home again. Their problem is it, this is a two-team conversation now. The Bills no longer get to be part of it. The AFC title game we're going to see on Sunday, those are the only two teams that matter in the AFC for now. It is Cincinnati and is it the Chiefs. That's it. Those are the only two teams that factor into this conversation because the Bills' problem was the same thing we said with the Jags, where if the Chiefs had lost to the Jags, your season has gotten worse every single year. You went to the, you went to the AFC title game. You bought even more in, and you lost in the divisional round but only in what was an epic game between two Titans, right? Going back and forth and you fell a little bit short. Then you got your ass kicked by the other team. Not even the one who has very specifically been standing in your way this entire time. Buffalo is in trouble. Josh Allen's cap figure goes from $14 million this year to 44 next year. Just between him and Stephon Diggs. They owe 50 million, 55 million more in cap commitments just in their two best players. Like they're in a bad spot. They went all in and they couldn't get past the divisional round again. This is what's great about it. If you're a cheese fan for a while, we were talking a little bit about the, the conversations that kind of come from, all right, who are the teams that are going to stand in their way? Who's going to stop them from trying to get these multiple Super Bowls? We talked about how few teams can do that right now. I don't even war. I'm like, I'm not even going to entertain Buffalo as a problem right now. Maybe it's a little bit different because, I do think the Von Miller season or the, the Von Miller season ending injury. Yeah, it was a huge injury. No that doubt. Was a, that was a massive change for them, but they had, they, you know, they had a limited pass rush at times last year and then no Von Miller who they tried to fix their pass rush and they had no pass rush that that Cincinnati Bengals line had no buddy on it. It's just funny now in retrospect, because as we're getting ready for this chiefs Bengals game on the weekend, it's the national media was, and we were at sometimes a little guilty of, I think we understood it more because we watched how good Cincinnati was giving more credit to the bills for losing to the chiefs in the divisional round than for the Bengals for beating them. Like, I don't know why it just felt flukier or their quarter, you know, like whatever it was, but that's kind of how it got seen from there. And now I don't think we can do that with Cincinnati anymore. I'm terrified of this team. I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Buffalo bills have been surpassed by the Cincinnati Bengals as well. I mean, it's pretty clear in terms of where they're at. I mean, right now, Cincinnati still is dealing with the luxury of a rookie quarter, you know, a contract on a rookie, a quarterback on a rookie deal, I should say, and Jamar Chase on a rookie deal. 
They'll have the Cincinnati will have a few questions this offseason, but they have another year of it at least. And that's why Buffalo, without having the ring, we mention all the time, it's so nice having the ring in your back pocket if you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Brett Veach. Nice having that ring. Buffalo didn't, so they were all in. No, and by the way, it was the right decision to go all in for Buffalo. Of course. They haven't won a Super Bowl ever. I, their moves they made made sense. It's just that if you don't that's accomplish right. the, the goal – then it's it's extremely deflating because you're you're in a worse spot and you have nothing to show for it. You ain't got a division title to show for it. Okay, uh, your division is getting better too, by the way. And all of a sudden, we just saw what Jacksonville's done. I mean, Jacksonville uh, was very competitive in the game against Kansas City. I think Jacksonville's got to feel great heading into next season. Is there a chance that Jacksonville? Pretty soon, if Trevor Lawrence continues to progress, that Jacksonville could be a bigger pain in the you know what than Buffalo. I mean, these are real these are real possibilities. I don't want to overreact too much to what we saw from Buffalo yesterday. I don't, Josh Allen is still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, yeah. but he hasn't won the big game, man. He he has not shown that he can win a big playoff game, and, don't, and the wild card round does not count. This is the difference between why you want to know why the Chiefs and Cincinnati, the two teams facing off in the AFC title game for the second consecutive year, well, the Bills sit out. You want to know the difference between them? Uh, two of those teams are drafting really well. And the other one isn't. The Bills have not drafted a Pro Bowl player in four years. We need to think about a Pro Bowl player. Four years, Gold. They have not drafted a Pro Bowl-level player. The Chiefs drafted one last year, this year, like whatever, right? This year? Like, I don't, they haven't gone to a Pro Bowl yet, but it feels like McDuffie or Karloftis or, you know, like those guys feel like they could be Pro Bowl-caliber players, but at least last year we know they did because Creed Humphrey is an all-pro-caliber player. There was arguments about whether Nick Bolton should be. And I get it. Like, when I'm saying Pro Bowl, it means actually went to it. But the Chiefs did it last year. They did it the year before that as well. And they did it the year before that. So, they and Cincinnati, we know their recent streak of drafting. That's what sets these two teams apart. This is why they're facing each other. And why I guess I should have seen it the entire time. Like, going back to the very beginning of the season, I was convinced Buffalo had the best roster and they were going to be in the AFC title game of the Chiefs. But you heard me at late last week where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like I really feel that way anymore as much as I'm just rooting for my prediction to come true. It's like, well, I predicted that, so I guess maybe that's what I think is going to happen. And it was like, no. When we got these two teams, and there's a lot of heat between the two of them, we knew that it was going to be Chiefs and Bengals and probably should have known this entire time because Cincinnati is incredibly talented. They match up really well with the Chiefs, and this is how we got back in the same game. The conversation we're having about how there's only two you think even going into next season already at this point. It's not the Bills won't win a bunch of games, but – so, I mean, let's be honest. Then we have to, I think we have to be honest with ourselves a little bit. Not that Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere, but if Cincinnati does beat you on Sunday, they're 4-0 against you in their last four against Mahomes. They would have beat you at Arrowhead twice in an AFC yeah. title game. Like Next year, they should be heading into the season talked about as the premier team in the AFC. It should not even yeah. be a question whether they go and win the Super Bowl or not. No, but if they don't win the Super Bowl, their trash talk will feel hollow here. You'd be like, I, I mean, it's cool that not you keep being trash talking the Chiefs. Yeah, not that team. I disagree with that, Cody. Yeah, I don't think it would be hollow. I mean, if they if they came to your building and, and prevented you from going to Super Bowl in two straight years in the AFC title game, Cincinnati has – I mean, they already right now have the bragging rights. It could end very quickly. But right now they will have that all offseason and all regular season next year. That's what's at stake, too, from that narrative. Like, we're going to talk about moving out uh, – we're, we're moving out Buffalo from the conversation – if Cincinnati beats you again, you cannot have the argument that's that you're better than Cincinnati. Absolutely no, I don't not. think you're having that argument. But I, I, I think that there's a certain amount of, look how much better we all are than you losers if you don't have a ring. 
I think it's just like okay, uh, those guys, uh, Jamar Chase and <laughs> they don't care. Joe Burrow were in college. Uh, I believe Zach Taylor was on the Rams coaching staff when the Chiefs last won a Super Bowl. I know, they but you're making it se- care. I know, but you're making it seem like. Like when you say that, that makes it sound like to, like the no, pa- Patrick Holmes is like forty five years old. No, but what I think you're doing a little bit here is effectively moving the goalpost to like a legacy conversation. Oh, probably because that's I mean, not what that's not what the Bengals care about. The Bengals don't care that what you did four years ago when none of them were on the team. Yeah. They care about who is what right now, and, and we're if they beat you, you they four straight times. Two of them in the AFC Championship game in your building. This will be the most, even worse than the Tampa Bay. This will be an unbearable offseason if Cincinnati wins. Unbearable. Like, because at least the the Bucs one is like, we're just full with all these excuses. Don't really have a lot of excuses for this Chiefs team, do we? We thought we had a built-in one before the season with Tyreek. Don't really have that built-in one just like uh, just ready the, in your just back the, pocket. Just the ankle injury, the quarterback. I know, play but with come ankle, on. But we yeah. just saw what he did. That We're not going to let yeah. that be the reason we. Like, I'm not oh, going to let it get be the discussed, reason. though. It absolutely will get discussed in that way. We just know. I mean, you know, we just mentioned how you reacted and what you thought was a dirty hit. That's how fans react, man. Like, we know that'll absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely like what would, would come up. You know, you may disagree with it, but like, of course, that would be, that would be discussed. I just, you mentioned it'll be a miserable offseason. Like, it, it the, the Chiefs, while the expectation might have been different preseason, now if we fast forward to where it is, it's reality. They're in an AFC title game, they won 14 games, all this is going on. If you lose to Cincy, though, like to me, that absolutely more devastating this go around. I know last year was unexpected and you were up by 18. I still think this is more devastating this go around because it will be 4-0 against Mahomes if it happens. And they'll be going to -to back-to-back Super Bowls in your backyard. Like that part hurts. Like at Arrowhead for both Mm. games, you're going to let your fans watch them yeah, Joe Burrow smoking a cigar in your locker room in two straight seasons. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't that, need that. That's why I, I said it would that. be a devastating don't postseason. Don't need that image again. Not at all. We'll get to the trash. Tell the you day. what, if they smoke, a, if they if he smokes a cigar in the locker room, I think they they should arrest him. <laughs> that is against the law. Not I'm not letting it. We let it slide last year. Not letting it happen. Could this you year. imagine? Like the KCPD just kicks in the door, and be like, "All right, come over here. We're gonna have to handcuff they, you." Yeah, they they just arrest half the team. Be amazing. <laughs> I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Also, that would, you know, that would make us look like sore losers. I fear. Yeah, I don't even. It's not even in the cards. <laughs> oh, 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 is that? Wow, wow. I didn't play that. Didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. I guess you better move on before Nick plays any more weird audio or yells at our coworkers in the the yeah. main office area. So either way. That was something Nick did earlier. Well, they don't know what you're talking about. Real quick. So we have a system where you can actually, from where Nick is at, you can communicate to the entire office area, our bull, what we call our bullpen area. It's like a loud overhead speaker. And there's nobody a, uses it, but can be seen. It's egregious it. when they use it, it. Nobody ever really uses it. We certainly don't. And Nick accidentally had like a laptop or something on the button that does that. So anytime you guys heard Nick talk at the 10 o'clock hour, it was also going out to the entire office. Like none of the rest of the show. None of the rest. Yeah. yeah. Including calling me a son of a bitch. So just think, all they yeah. heard was Nick. They had no context. All they hear is like, Cody, you son of a bitch. That's, that's all yeah. they hear. Yeah. yeah. Without context. Mm. Might sound a little strange. So that's what Cody's referring to. That'll be easy to take to HR. You heard him. <laughs> Everyone did. <laughs> Just right out in the main area. You're going to get an email here pretty soon, Cody. It says, I need to speak with you after the show. Something like that's going to happen. 
I didn't do anything wrong. I'm an innocent bystander and Nick cursing me out in the bullpen area. There's one thing from uh, from the game Saturday that we haven't really got to, and I don't know if they're getting enough credit for it. And understandably, like Chad Henney's getting credit as he should. We've given him credit. But the Chiefs defense, Chiefs defense in that game, not only, I'm not even just talking about the great pick by Jalen Watson because that was an incredible, was an incredible pick. Incredible pick. The Chiefs defense stepped up when they had to. Their quarterbacks out of the game. They come up with a huge stop even after the the big kickoff return uh, that Jacksonville was able to have. This defense put together the type of performance, A, that they're going to have to have again, by the way, uh, in terms of that level. Correct. They're tackling better right now, and I don't want to jinx them, but that's what's changed. Like, what's so different about the defense in the last three or four weeks? They're tackling. What was the big takeaway from the Cincinnati game earlier? Could anybody. There was that st- still shot, right, where the Chiefs had four guys around Jamar Chase, around Chase and yeah. none of them tackled him. They're tackling better. That is a like, – it sounds simple, but that is a huge deal right now for this defense, and they tackled – Really, really well against Jacksonville. Even when they completed some passes to Zay Jones or Christian Kirk, they, yeah, okay, it was a nine-yard completion instead of letting it go for 20. Considering the circumstances, uh, this was their best performance of the season because at the moment they were asked to step up, they knew that there could be a problem with their quarterback, that he might not be able to perform at the normal level he does, that he might not even be able to come back in the damn game at the time it is. And by the way, the defense got stuck in several bad circumstances, twice because of special teams, they got put in a nearly unwinnable circumstance and let up a touchdown on one of those and stopped him in the other. So they were given a free touchdown in which they were asked to defend an area. They let Trevor Lawrence throw the ball 39 times. He didn't even get to 220 yards. They tackled. They were good on third down. They have for the, I don't know, month straight, won the turnover battle. They turned them over three times in that game. This, to me, was their best performance of the season. I understand there were probably like more like front-to-back dominating performances from the defensive line. But to me, like, the defensive line was really good in this game. But all the areas in which we had question marks, the tackling, the safety play, the linebackers, the things that have really been problematic, the coverage out of the, the young corners, the things that have actually been problematic for the Chiefs this year all showed up in a huge way against Jacksonville. I, I honestly think that this was their best performance of the season, even though there might have been ones where you're like, they dominated more. They knew in this moment they had to perform well. Yeah, they, they stepped up and on a much bigger stage and, and, and more pressure and impact of what the game was. Because, yeah, I think you go back to even week one, right, again, what they did to Arizona or what they did even to the Niners when they were dominant. And a lot of that was the offense just couldn't be stopped, and so the, the, you took some off of the defense. But considering the circumstances, yeah, this was a really impressive defensive performance. And what do you know? It's the playoff time, and Frank Clark, uh, no big deal, just fourth all-time now in postseason sacks, just like we all thought he would be. Uh, yeah, he's totally. tied with Reggie White because playoff time, Frank <laughs> Clark is just a different person, a different football player. He was talking going into Love the it. game. Yeah, uh, there was a quote from, I think it was uh, James Palmer. To James Palmer that he's like, he's feeling scary or something. Like, I mean, what, what, part of, <laughs> what part did Jacksonville take advantage of? He got sacked five times again, which is what happened in the first matchup. He couldn't even, and I know he had more than 220 yards, but he had less than 300 yards even through the ball, you know, 40 times in that game or 50 times in that game. So it's like, it was 39, I think. And it's just like, when you go back through and you look at everything they did, they held down everybody. ETN didn't beat them. They turned the ball over multiple times. Like, everything they needed to do in that game was nearly perfect. Like, I don't know what more... Like, I guess the only part... Because like, the biggest complaint, I think, at this point was the turnovers. To me, you're saying the tackling, but that's probably it. Trash of the day. All right, let's get to the trash of the day. Uh, if you listened at all last week to the show, and I hope you all did, 
you remember uh, there was a certain sound that we played throughout the week randomly, especially when there was awkward moments. Sure. And someone in Cincinnati, a, a Bengals fan, decided to do their own rendition, which I, I'm going to play it in a second. And then my initial reaction, I almost texted you, was how come Cody couldn't do this for the Chiefs? This seemed like right up your alley. So this is a Bengals fan doing their own Whopper, Whopper, wow. Whopper song. Touchdown, 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 running, passing, defense, touchdown, we rule who day. Jamar Chase is scoring touchdowns, Joey B has no protection, that's okay, give it to Mixon, we rule who day. We end the Bills season today, the Bengals, they're in your way. Wow, I hate it so much. It's so bad, but I think you could have done a Chiefs version. Cody, now you know how we feel every time you debut a song. Honestly, lumping me in with this jerk, that's offensive. Well, we don't know that he's a jerk. He's just not talented. Didn't didn't that also (laughs) sound like the the way he sung it reminded me of the Padres fan song? A little bit. I don't want to. (laughs) Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. Oh, my God. Those <laughs> both are so bad. So bad. Yep. What's the king of fan songs? Because it's neither of those. I mean, I appreciate somebody attempting the Whopper song. Bangles, Rihanna should sing it. They're in your way. It's just so tough. It's just so tough to listen to. It. I don't I almost feel guilty for subjecting our listeners to that. But then again, you know, they play Brett Veach Town on the, on the morning that's show true. like once a that, week, that's and that's pretty rough. True. That's and they're selling true. T-shirts now. They have, see, they're they pushing ha- they merch. They have a professional recording of it now without Bob's voice. That I mean, that helps. It doesn't solve the problem, but it helps. <laughs> I actually think that's cheating. Cheating? Outsourcing your music? Someone offered. They heard that they thought the lyrics were so not, good. Uh, not, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm just Are still you guys wondering, Cody, why, you do had, a Whopper song? why didn't you do a cheese version? It's been since June, man. Maybe if it was still Chiefs and Chopper, we could have made something happen. But that was about the last. But that's not. Chiefs and Chopper was already really good, though. So, like, that whole thing was already good. Didn't need to mess that up. If I was the Bengals organization, (laughs) I would would ban this guy from attending any games. (laughs) You just kick him out? Yeah, you shouldn't just be allowed to put stuff out there without repercussions. Do you think that he ran that by anybody? Like his kid or something? Or just, like, any person be like, hey, guys, do do you think people will like this? I think people will like this. I actually think everybody should have an idea, man. Everybody, we should all have one person that you just run those ideas by. Just one person. Run it by and then see if they give the all clear. Who's your idea, man? Mine ends up being this show a lot. You guys shoot down a lot of my ideas. Yeah, this show. (laughs) And then you. I think generally it's this show and then my significant other. And I think the same would probably be you. Yeah, it's it's the show. My wife's probably too encouraging. She very rarely thinks my ideas are bad. Really? Yeah. She mostly just, I mean, I think she's, it's not that she's never she's said your, my she's ideas She's your bad. biggest cheerleader. I was saying. mad at her this weekend because she Whoa. went to like a. Trouble she, on the home front. She know? went to a friend gathering, like a, like a, like a, a, a Galentine's Day or something like that. But they had like a, like a cheap gift exchange and someone brought a unicycle and she had it and didn't take it for me. I was like, that would have been fun for everyone. It was like $10 gifts too. Wait, you can't for do it. you or for the kids? For I, well, was I it a children Was it a children's-sized unicycle? No, it was like an adult-sized unicycle. My kids can't even... Like, like one of those big, old-timey ones with the eight-foot wheels on the front? That I don't know. That's a bicycle. Those are different. <laughs> that. Those are cool. 
Someone text line says she thinks your ideas are good or she says they're good. There's a oh, big difference. Big difference. Don't know. She's very supportive though. <laughs> right. Like More what does she actually what does she actually believe? That's what I want to know. More supportive than you two. It's hard to say. We yeah, because just, again, we when, just shoot you straight, man. We don't mess around. Because we when you come you to work, straight. you're on your own, at least according to her. She is no longer associated with you once you're doing your on-air thing. <laughs> but we you are. are. So we're kind of protecting ourselves here a lot of times. This is this is putting up a barrier to keep yourself safe? Yes. We did mention the well, brand. Good news, I've never done a Whopper no. cheese fan song, so you don't have to be embarrassed You did do that. the suckiest, though. <laughs> you know? I had some other good ones sometimes. Ugh. Sucky's one. That was the worst. I regret ever doing that stupid song. This guy should regret that song, as a matter of fact. I agree with the text line, too. The whole Who Day thing is so dumb. At least New Orleans was first with their. That make, I get it, New Orleans. The fact that Cincinnati does it's a complete, yeah, why it's a they complete, rip, somebody complete else? rip off of what is that the what, Saints did they do. Did they really rip it off the Saints? I mean, I don't think they're going to ever. T- I feel like that's exactly what happened. I, I'm sure in Cincinnati they would claim no, but to me, that was a New Orleans thing. I don't know. I'd have to do more research. Do we even know what it's from? Like where it started in Cincinnati? Oh, it's from it's from New Orleans is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's from New Orleans is what I, I think actually happened. He didn't even like, you have to choose a word that sounds like Whopper. I feel like that's my biggest issue here. Oh, you mean this doesn't, you mean this doesn't don't, flow Don't do you? it again. Don't do it you again. You sure? Please, please don't. Running, passing, defense, touchdown, we rule who day. Just the way Jamar he's talking. Jamar Chase is scoring touchdowns. Joey B has no protection. That's okay. <laughs> Give awesome. it to Mixon. We rule who day. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't laugh. Cold. It's so bad that it's kind of funny. You know, you're encouraging him. Someone this says, gets back like to him. Georgie Porgy Pudding Pie. Okay, Georgie Porgy wow. Pudding Pie is actually cool. That's actually that's actually sick. I don't think that's picked up as much as you had hoped for. Well, he's not not exactly lighting the world on fire in the sack department lately. He was pretty good at the end of the regular season. Ta- he's played a about? single last two weeks. Last game. two weeks, zero sacks. Last week, zero sacks. This week, zero sacks. Yeah, last week, yes. Yeah, he didn't play mm-hmm. last week. So it's been three weeks since we've seen him <laughs> take down the quarterback. I rest my case. All right, that's the trash of the day. Up next, we get to the Chiefs' red half hour. And, of course, uh, we'll head out to Arrowhead in about a half hour. But the Mahomes injury, we'll dive deeper into that, how it all played out, and just actually how worried. We'll get a little pulse check on everybody heading into Sunday. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back here on Cody and Gold, it is the Chiefs Red Half Hour, brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. What out to Arrowhead in about 25 minutes or so. Going to hear from Andy Reid right here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Good luck to everybody out there trying to get tickets for that. Have you seen already the ticket prices are in, 400 as, to get in the door? As, as you would expect. Yeah, so there was secondary market, of course, um, but those that were season ticket holders already basically got auto charged, right? They got an email last night, auto charge, same seats that you have. If you already opted in, you're good. And then this morning at nine o'clock was for Jackson County. Uh, 
residents only. Then at 10 was for season ticket holders to buy additional tickets. And then about a half hour ago was the general public on sale. I haven't looked. I'm a, I don't know if it's actually sold out or not, but I would assume so. But the ticket pricing, uh, of course, for games like this are nuts. I just be interested to see how many Cincinnati fans make the trip down. They, they travel last go around in a really good amount. Of, I don't know if that was just the the mics were picking up, but you could hear the thinking of stealing who, who dat from the saints that you could hear the who day from Cincinnati throughout the broadcast there in Buffalo. Yeah, it was pretty, I mean, pretty noticeable, I would say throughout the game, but we know that it's going to be like, no matter what anymore, opposing fan bases, especially ones that are starved for Super Bowl wins, which Cincinnati has zero. If I'm not wrong, right. It's a yeah, franchise. They've been, they been multiple Super Bowls, but, yeah, but they haven't won one yet. Right. I mean, you would think that this is everything. Then you're sold out. It's like when the Royals were, even in 14 to 15, I know they had a World Series win, but it's been so long. It is desperate. For will it. you guys be going? I will not. Well, I don't to know. Wait to the Maybe. to the game on Sunday. I will be there. Yeah. Are you buying tickets or are you being gifted? They have been purchased. Yes. Am I physically? Am I the one paying? No, but they have been purchased. Sugar mama, looking for handouts. I am going with my mother. Oh, not that kind of sugar mama. I am different. And I honestly, I wouldn't even answer that way. Yeah, I, I um. am going with my mom actually. <laughs> Such a weird response to me asking sugar mom. It's the way you're saying, yes, I am going with my mom. Uh, <laughs> not like, exactly what I was asking. I understand, but uh, yeah. I had somebody t- uh, message me this morning that they had bought, I think, an, uh, uh, two tickets for 2200 no, on the presale. Yeah, so- and that they think they're going to double their money. Possibly. I mean, the Chiefs already have the How dynamic. How good are those seats? They, they already have some of the pricing. Bump. So, for example, that's... I, so, the downstairs like seats, depending on where, where, you know, whether you're at the 30 or the 10 yard line or the 50 yard line or whatever, before fees, you were looking at like 700 a pop, 650 a pop through, through the chiefs. That's not on the secondary market. Those tickets to Nick's point are obviously going for considerably more. The only thing that might, as, as the week goes on, sometimes what'll happen, like by the time you get to Saturday, people start to panic a little bit, like that they're going to be quote unquote stuck with the tickets. So they lower the price a little bit. Like they thought they were going to make X amount and they're like, well, now I make sure I got to make some or the weather. There's a chance of. What forty percent chance of snow Sunday for the Chiefs game against Cincinnati? Yep, and it's going to be like twenty degrees or so. That kind of stuff might impact it. But look, it's AFC title game. Tickets are going to be uh, tickets are going to be outrageous. They're going to be at a premium. There's just almost no doubt at this point. How confident are you, though? Like not for the Chiefs themselves, but Patrick Mahomes. We all know high ankle sprain. That's not just magically going away. They can have all, amazing treatment all all week, which he's going to receive all week on the ankle. And they'll get him to a point where he obviously will be in better shape than what he is today in terms of what the ankle. But that is, I mean, that that is not something that is not going to impact his performance. They're going to have to be at their best at the offensive line. And maybe that even includes having some more protection in terms of everyone's. I don't know how often they've recently I haven't looked since Blake Bell's been back, how often they've gone with an extra tight end. I'm all things are on the table in order to protect Patrick Mahomes. Not worried about him playing well. I think he's going to play well. It's just can they make sure they give him enough time to be able to execute? Because he's not going to have the ability quite as much to be able to to go roll out as much and, and run away from defenders up with that ankle. Not worried about it at all. I know that that's at not all. supposed not to be the all. stance. At all. Not concerned. I think largely it's because of who he is and not so much the injury part. Okay. Some of it is, and I know that we make these jokes, but I do think that there's a certain amount of athleticism that will give you some give and some leeway in the injury front. And I think in his case, he seems seems to possess the ability to heal. And, like, I go back to the year in which they've been to the Super Bowl and these things and with the plantar fat and all the stuff that happened with his foot 
and how quickly he hey, real seemingly quick, Cody, <laughs> real quick. You seem you said you seem to think that Patrick Mahomes possesses the ability to heal faster. <laughs> it's like a super the worst superhero ever. He can heal faster. His That's wounds, Wolverine's whole thing. His wounds cap over. And you they just go described Wolverine. That is actually the best thing ever. No, Wolverine can't die. There's a difference between can't die. <laughs> he dies in the movie, Dum Dum. He can the, die. And the fifth one. Well, he can die. You're wrong. And he can't the, die. It's just very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. So, okay, so that's that would be the comparison I would make. Is Patrick Mahomes Wolverine? Yes, is obviously the answer at this point. Look, I think he's Because still, every time he gets hurt, he seemingly yeah. gets on the field or is at 100% way more, well, look, way faster well, than every other player. Well, look what he was able to do, of course, in the game against Jacksonville. The fact yeah. he came back and ended up, you know, getting the touchdown to MVS, which was a great throw, and he's on one foot. So, we know he... He, he ran, he hobbled for a first down. Right. On the ground, he's going to still play very well. I expect that. I, what I what I'm concerned though is that if the offensive line breaks down, you don't have that same. You don't have the Mahomes escapability that, that you had before. You, you probably aren't having. Like he's not. He's not going to be. I don't think he's even going to be ninety percent. Like he's probably going to be in the seventy-five to eighty-five percent range in, in this game in terms of the ankle is at least in terms of just the mobility. Do I think that he can make a throw on one foot and all that? Yeah, because we've seen that happen time and time again. Yeah, so he's going to be at his best in terms of him, like actually making decisions and all that. But there is a point where if they're able to get pressure on him, it is way more problematic on Sunday than of course, what it would be if he was a hundred percent. You're saying it's more likely he would be sacked or brought down or get hit on a bad pass because typically we watch Mahomes just get away from defenders. But even in that game, he managed to get away from defenders. Someone says they have the exact opposite haircut. Wolverine, the exact opposite haircut. Is Wolverine. (laughs) The exact opposite. (laughs) <laughs> I have to think about it harder, but maybe it Some says it's Russell Wilson Wolverine. Well, okay. But Russell Wilson, like, called himself that probably mm, once. He did. Now, he? it's because... Uh, now, he, he did, did say something like that, but he said it about himself, which makes oh, it that's worse. that's true. That's true, yeah. Mahomes has never said, I'm Wolverine. Russell Wilson said, like, I have Wolverine uh, blood want, or if, whatever. If you want to know the truth, what I'm most... In terms of the injury discussion around Mahomes, like, what actually, quote-unquote, scares me the most is just that... Uh, even though I don't think the the Arden Key play was dirty, I am worried that if because it's understood, like if you're a Cincinnati player, like you know you go a little That's bit, you you go a little bit lower on the ankle, or you you twist the ankle, you grab a little bit harder on the ankle, like that kind of stuff. I'm worried that it's more guys where it's the second quarter and he gets hit again, and it actually then all of a sudden the limping is back heavily again. And all of a sudden he's got yeah, a, one hit, that, one tackle that, around the that, ankles. That's what's really kind of makes me nervous in, in terms of that, because as much as we've been praising Chad Henney, who continues to come in when needed and make big plays in visual art games, I think we would all agree against this opponent against Cincinnati AFC title game. If you need him more than one single drive, uh, you, you have, I mean, it's, it's tough enough uh, Mahomes, when Mahomes is out there against the Cincinnati team, maybe there, maybe I would feel worse, but there's part of me that feels better about this kind of injury. I certainly feel better about this kind of injury than over the last couple of years because they are more equipped to run an offense that doesn't require Mahomes to do all the things that you're talking about. Like, if we're talking about hand the ball to Pacheco, short passing attack, get the guys in space, use that. They're, they're way more equipped to handle that than they've been in any of the years previous because they run an offense more aligned with that ability than they have in years. I know what I'm saying, like zero worry, but I mean, I honestly think Mahomes will, like, I don't think it's going to impact his performance in this game. I think he's still going to play 
like Patrick Mahomes. I agree with you if you can tell me that the offensive line is going to have one of their better games. And, I mean, don't and, they and know? Up, like they you know seem I mean? to. That's, that's what it requires, though. Which I'm not saying it's not that they can't do that, but that's what it's going to require. I mean, you you cannot have the floodgates open at left tackle or right tackle uh, with your quarterback having the ankle injury. That that is is disastrous. Uh, if they can do a decent job of protecting him and whether that is actually the tackles. Maybe if Wiley struggles, you, you do have to have Blake Bell stay in and help a little bit. We know Jarek McKinnon already does that. At he, times. Did like, he did a tremendous job. He's the, best pass, he's the best pass blocking runner. I also think that's why McKinnon uh, did not have a huge receiving day in this game is because he, I think he stayed in more than maybe than he yeah. had for, for that very reason that we're discussing here. And maybe that'll have to happen again. We'll see. Didn't stop them from scoring points sure. or moving the ball or doing all the things they want to do. It's funny because instead they just I said, just, uh, you, Kelsey, I, it's you. I just think this game is already so difficult based off of the prior three matchups when Mahomes hasn't been banged up. For me to sit here and tell you that I'm not concerned that going up against this team, uh, now your quarterback's also not going to be 100%. Like, it's, tall, I mean, it's, it's a tall task, man. It's a tall task. doesn't mean they can't get it done, but it's a very tall task, and it, it does require one of the better offensive line performances of the entire season, I think. I think, but they seemingly did that in the second half when they knew they had to. I know that sounds right. stupid. Like, why don't you just play great all the time? <laughs> but sometimes that is how this works. Sometimes in those moments when it's like, we need you. Cause the defense played better after he got hurt too. It's like, we need you right now. We need you. It's like the, the pressure on there. So like, maybe you're right. Maybe in the middle of the game, he gets hit and then he starts limping a little bit more Then it's everybody's time to show up again. I don't know that they want it to come down to that, but I also think that, when I listened to Jay, Jay Glazer's report on Fox yesterday, it was like, hey, man, they, it's way better. That's how he put it. He says way better than they thought. Way better. Yeah. He emphasized way. I think that that's important <laughs> to notice when we're yeah. having the conversation. It's yeah. not like he just said, that's way better than they thought. It's way better, right? He emphasized the fact that he thought that the Chiefs already assume on Sunday that it's like he woke up and they're like, wow, that's better than we thought it was going to be. So that's a great start. And then we got the entire rest of the week to heal and get there. I think by the time we get to game, yeah, there'll still be a little bit of uh, a little hitch in his giddy up, right? But I still think overall, see, I don't, you're going to see yeah. a nearly like I do think it might be more like a 90% Mahomes on Sunday, even though it's not supposed to work that uh, way with high ankle sprains. You know, the I think this is also where the snow will be interesting. Like if you're trying to make sure you're getting good footing in general, yeah. all that, like this is where the snow could be uh, some, something that might be a little bit more problematic than it normally would be. It we'll, we'll have to see as the week continues to to certainly go on, right? I, like the Cody first quarter or so. I bet you he looks like first first quarter. I don't think you have to worry about it as, as game, the game goes because right, right out of the game. Cold. Yeah. As the game goes on, I think is where you would be more because first quarter. I expect him to actually look very, very similar. I absolutely loved, by the way, that he did battle on the side. Oh, you have this. You, that he was just like, I don't care. Keep me this game. And then I felt like he was standing because he sits all the time during games. And in that game, when they're like, hey, man, we might not be able to play you. He just standing the whole time. Like, I'll never sit. I'll never sit again. It was like he was just doing it. To throw yeah. it in their face because he he didn't sit that entire time. He yeah. stood on the ankle to try to like prove I can play. He was do not keep me out. He of was this having game. a deep discussion with Andy and Rick Burkholter, the team trainer, and all. I mean, they they were they were trying to get him, of course, to go get X rays. He initially did not want to do so. He didn't want to miss time, or maybe he was also fearful that the X ray would come back and say, or he's like, I'll go at halftime, whatever it may be. And obviously, ultimately, he got the X ray very quickly and and was back on the sideline. And they said, no, we're going to roll with Henny the rest of the first half, and then we all know. Mahomes came back in the second half. And yeah, I think deep down, like Andy, like that competitiveness, like that is what makes also makes part of what makes him so great too, though. Like that, that some of the great ones have that, that competitiveness and, and you never want to be competitive taken prick, right? That's, that's exactly the how, they've, quote. how they've described him. No question. And thinking of guys stepping up too. I mean, this is probably 
uh, a credit to Brett Veach, certainly. But think about who, who stepped up just in that game. These guys have stepped up throughout the season, too. But in that game, in that moment, uh, a seventh-round pick in Isaiah Pacheco, really nice game from him. And I think they're going to have to, of course, lean on him yet again on Sunday. And a seventh-rounder to really seal the game by Jalen Watson. Interception by Jalen. A great pick. So not just a, like, That was a hell of a pick. Yes, yeah, super like A wide receiver out there. I mean, it was a ridiculous pick by Jalen Watson. That is two times this year in particular. And look, Jalen Watson, he's a rookie. He's had his moments where he's gotten beat and all that. But Chargers, huge game, huge moment. Week two of the season. Playoffs, first Nine, playoff game ever. Pick six in that one. And then this one to seal the win. Seventh round, guys. You feel really good, continue to feel really good about uh, the, the drafting ability of where this organization is at. And That's, I even, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is how you end up back in the AFC title game. You end up back in the AFC title game because you get picks right and you get picks that matter right. By the way, there's, a, there's an unheralded Jalen Watson play that probably saved him four points in which he made a tremendous open field tackle that forced Cincinnati into a field goal instead of a, instead of a you know, possible touchdown drive. Or, I'm sorry, Jacksonville. And we know how bad Kansas City's red zone defense has been. So one more first down there that could very easily end up touchdown. And so this is obviously a Brett Feech compliment because if you just look across the field for this draft alone, you're like, how did you guys get back to the AFC title game? You gave up so much. Isaiah Pacheco had his maybe best game of the year. He was great. He that, had his biggest run of the year. That moment, think about where everything was trending at that moment before the before he gets the 40-yard run or whatever it was. Man, thing, you know, still were iffy. You weren't sure about Mahomes yet. Big drive, and obviously he ran right into the back of his offensive line and then had the vision, which is which is he's gotten better at that, right? Had yeah. the vision to bounce outside, and then he was off to the races and, and almost, almost got the touchdown, of course, uh, was tackled, what, like the three-yard line or whatever. It's just like when you look at his performance and Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie and Karloff, you're like, I can't believe that they're relying on all of these guys and in their first playoff game aren't being exposed. I know there could still be a problem against Cincinnati. That is a team that can take advantage of young defensive players across the board. But specifically that two seventh-rounders would be such a factor and you winning a playoff game, because that's what it was. When Mahomes got hurt, you needed extraordinary effort from somebody else. And it came from the seventh rounders. That's not the guys yeah, you're expecting it, to necessarily. It came from the seventh rounders and Frank Clark, a guy who we opened with, like, you're bringing him back? Like, this is a Brett Veach conversation more than anything else. Yeah, and the guy we haven't mentioned was just like, you, you've come to expect it. Yeah, the seventh rounders stepped up, and that's what we're discussing. But then Travis Kelsey, whether it was Henny in the game, whether Mahomes was in the game, he was sensational on Saturday. 14 catches? Are you kidding me? I don't know He's what ridiculous. on earth, by the way, the Jags were doing. I mean, yeah. I, look, Travis Kelsey can get double teamed, and he did a couple times, and he still gets you because he's that damn good. But how, I mean, honestly, Cody, I don't, how on earth do you let him get 14 catches? I mean, what? Well, in fairness, that's what? pretty much everybody. Here are Travis Kelsey's. No, he had, that was 14 catches the most playoff no, catches by a tight end in NFL history. So, I mean, it does, that, that is not normal. But here are his last seven playoff games. 14 catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. 10 catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. Eight catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Five for 108 and a touchdown. <laughs> 10 for 133, 13 for 118, and eight for 109, and three more touchdowns in there. So he almost has 13. Dude, it's just like who he is in the postseason. Yeah. He's one of the single greatest postseason performers in NFL history. Yeah, he almost had 1,300. He does now have well over that, but he, going into the game, he almost had 1,300 postseason yards but in his playoff career and he hadn't had a touchdown. We talked about this on Friday's show, you know, looking at betting and everything he hadn't had a touchdown since week 13 and he gets the first touchdown of the bet, game. The yeah. Six to one first touchdown of the game. He ends up getting two touchdowns in the game uh, and the Jags. We again, they were the fourth worst team to tight ends in football. 
So that's how the 14 happened, too. But fourth worst team against tight ends. And even the week before, Gerald Everett of the, the Chargers had his way with the uh, with the Jags defense. So what Travis Kelsey continues to do in particular the postseason, he's at his best when it matters most. And that's that's what the great ones do. This was a this was a really well constructed roster. Like we go back through and you're like, well, you had to do some things on the cheap and some things had to be rookies and some things had to be this. But when you look at that game, that's when you see how it worked. Like it's all coming together. Special teams still an issue. <laughs> that yeah, that part give, of the roster, I still got give, some uh, questions. I'll, but I'll give Butker a little bit of credit though. For he all, showed I mean, up. He, he was Butker again. Those were needed too. I mean, look, those oh, yeah. were those were. I know they ended up winning by, you know, the two. They would have been fine, but like in the way the game was going, you needed those kicks. And uh, even on the kickoff, he actually is the one that made the tackle. I think on the the kickoff yeah, return, he was. it was a shorter kick, but like if he didn't make the tackle. Probably a touchdown. So I give, you know, that was nice. It was nice to see. Like, I get a little confidence back for everybody. Take a slight deep breath. Guy made a couple long field goals, obviously made the extra points. So that was much needed. I know we were all concerned about that heading into the, to the postseason. Instead, it was still Dallas's kicker, Brett Maher. Are the special teams back? I like, is it time, is it time to say no, that? I think Bucker is Guys, a nice is confidence time? builder, but uh, not, I'm not ready to say the whole special teams unit is it. just good to It'll go. It'll feel good. No, no. So you're still nervous that that could cost them? Uh, absolutely. Is this yep, one of those my deals? Primary concern. Is yep. this one of those deals where you won't not be concerned until the Chiefs are hoisting the Lombardi Absolutely. Trophy and there's confetti falling down? Absolutely. Or have lost a game because of the special teams? Yep, that's it. Well, I'll end that conversation there. Well, there are <laughs> only two, there's only two games left, Nick. So yeah, yeah, you know, there's only two of them left. Oh, well said. <laughs> you know, Travis Kelsey now, uh, you know, third all time in postseason receiving yards, mm-hmm. thirteen hundred eighty nine. He's actually tied with Rob Gronkowski, oddly enough, one behind Gronk in postseason receiving touchdowns. Uh, which puts him only 980 oh. yards behind Jerry Rice for first place. So still got time. Still two got more, time. Based more. on my my numbers of him never aging for at least the next five years, let's say three playoff games a year. Okay, so 100 yards per game. That's what he's getting. It's 300. I mean, he can pass him. Hey, Cody, have you ever considered that maybe Travis Kelsey is aging? He's just really, really tough and and plays through injuries. Uh, nope, haven't considered that okay. to this point. Right, because that would be that would be illogical compared to what you believe, which, which is. is that Patrick Mahomes. So let me just a uh, quick recap here. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, cannot be injured, and Travis Kelsey cannot age. So what other mythical beings <laughs> it exist? Faster. So who? What are some other mythical qualities that Chiefs players well, exhibit? Those might be the two. I can't think of anything else. Give me, a, give me a couple of days. Okay. We'll get to some I'm sure I, I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> Just give me a couple of days. We'll get there. Still plenty of time left. I think it was our boss that actually was going through quarterbacks as superheroes over the weekend. was tweeting it out. I'd expect, uh, he says, get AF- in here? AFC quarterbacks as action stars. Andy can wait. Let me get him in As here. action stars. As action stars. So he tweeted out, he says, Mahomes is John Wick, thrilling, versatile, in killing methods, and almost superhuman. Oh, wow. He's getting detailed with and it. And John Wick is always, like, injured, like, the entire movie he's he hurt. Said, uh, <laughs> and just plays 70,000 people <laughs> shooting at him. Ma- just, like, stabbed and shot the entire movie. It doesn't matter. Speck then tweeted, he says, Allen is John McClane, takes the beating, keeps on going. It's never pretty. Okay. Burrow, any Jason Statham character. Silent assassin, assassin who doesn't get enough credit. That's how he described the action star, quarterbacks as action star. Didn't even give Brock Purdy a spot, huh? AFC quarterbacks. Oh, I see. AFC. We can get his, we'll get his the NFC NFC quarterbacks later. I think that'd be fair. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Coming up next, we're heading out to Arrowhead. Going to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Maybe a little update on the ankle for one Patrick Mahomes right here on 610 Sports Radio. 
You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.